Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Aggie Hewitt. And it is post-wedding weekend. Congratulations, everybody. We made it. Congratulations to the Faltros. Congratulations to the Faltros, not the Palchucks, which is what Brian wants them to I be called. I prefer Palchuk. But I also want to give a congratulations to all of us who've been following this engagement and waiting for this marriage to happen. We've been waiting a long time. And now that it's over, we're still waiting because there they've been like nothing. Yeah. Okay. So I found out about that the wedding had happened. Look, we all knew that the wedding was going to happen on Saturday. Um, It wasn't officially announced, but it basically was. Um, I first saw it on Vogue. They were like on Instagram. They were like, congratulations, Gwyneth. I'm like, great. How soon before people has some kind of fucking thing? I look up people. I look up pictures. I'm Googling the pictures. I'm like, okay, Aggie, relax. It's probably still happening. The wedding is still happening. Like you can't expect everything to be like ready for you right now. The next day, nothing. The next day, nothing. And then the newsletters start coming and the newsletters are like there. I feel like they were all titled like my wedded bliss or like I am married. Like I'm not literally that, but they all had like very like could be related to a wedding. Sure. Like, I mean, what weren't they all like really like happy kind of names? I don't remember. Well, one of them was Joy Division, Joy, but oh other gosh. ones were like more anyway, whatever. So I kept being like, oh my God, this is going to be it. Nope, not in the newsletter, not on the website. And I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to uh, reveal something that I shouldn't reveal until much later Uh-oh. in the podcast. But this is my saddest oh. because I am very sad about it. Well, I still have to hold out a little hope that we're going to get some pictures because right now on people and then on like the gossip like just jared and stuff there's like grainy photos of outside the wedding i've just seen pictures of like people driving in like um the guy what's his name robert downer johnny jr like driving in his car yeah, with rob Lowe in his back seat oh um, i didn't even got notice to see, uh blythe's dress at least i win uh it was in the it was like the outside the just people like milling about it was this like floor length silver dress Okay. Um, we got to see Jerry and Jessica because Jerry and J- Jerry Seinfeld and Jessica Wait. Seinfeld hosted the rehearsal dinner. So that actually might have been for the rehearsal dinner. No, because they were outside milling about too. So, so they had the rehearsal dinner was at Jerry and Jessica's place. I know. And then uh, the wedding itself was at Gwyneth and Brad's place. This is all in the Hamptons, of course. Yeah, and they're like next door neighbors. Uh, yeah. Um. And yeah, all people said was like it was a very intimate ceremony. There was only like seventy five people there. Um, everyone like they had someone quoted as we clapped and cheered wait where did you see these pictures um oh the pictures on just jared it was just like pat pictures okay um yeah so if you go to just jared and google gwyneth and brad's wedding photos it's not good you get here i can even go through them because there's so few pictures there's one of cameron diaz and her benji are, madden husband those are very good um 
then there's the the best one is like just the people milling about you get to see Blythe I think getting like makeup applied by an assistant and she has a silver dress and like red sunglasses on you get to see Cameron you get to see Jerry and Jessica um I couldn't pick out any goop people in that photo I don't think there were any there you don't think there had like Jean had to have been there. Maybe I think that she was like really intimate. I mean, 75, yeah, 75 people, people. That's like small for like regular people. Yeah. Wedding. No. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe she had to be like, there's no, like no work people can come because you know, the newsletters don't write themselves. Well, maybe she, they just like wanted to keep it with like their real like their friends, rich friends and family and stuff where I literally am on this just Jared. I'm not seeing any of these pictures. What are you looking at? Please show me. I am so frustrated show. right now. You just go okay, I don't. How did you, you find next, these? You previous. Wait, uh, oh, is that Cameron Diaz's husband? Yeah. Benji? Yeah. Wait, wait, I can't see it. Flip it more so, to me. So we have okay. Robert Downey Jr. and his wife in a car. Okay. The Benji, whatever. Then wait, have, and that's Blythe Danner in the yeah, silver? Okay. Yeah, Blythe Danner in the silver. Um, Then we have Rob Lowe and his wife, I guess. In the um, backseat? Yeah. Or I don't, I don't know. Then we have just an overhead aerial shot of... Yeah. I don't know if that's Gwyneth's house or Jerry. It's Jessica's her. House. That's like the tent, I think, okay. where they had the wedding. Yeah, they had one tent for the reception and one tent for the ceremony. So here's this crew. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, it's the crew: Robert Downey Jr., Rob Lowe, and their two wives. Okay. Um, another one of Robert and what? And Robert Downey Jr. is wearing like a weird hat. Oh God, he's disgusting. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. And then, oh, that was it. That was it. Okay, yeah. So it's basically just them like pulling up in the car. Wait, but you saw Jessica Seinfeld, right? Oh yeah, just in the the main shot. Um, of people walking in of people walking in wait where's jessica seinfeld in that picture so here's jerry okay and here's jessica i see <laughs> so this is great podcast content. no it is good because you you, along. you need to know that there is a picture of jerry and jessica seinfeld and because i did have a theory that jessica seinfeld would be wearing a wedding dress and she is not she's, she's wearing, wearing blue. a blue dress she has her hair tied up she let her you let your hair down, Jessica. Well, she can't um, let her hair down. It's she's. I guarantee. Was she in the wedding? Like, was she like a maid of honor? Was she? I know she hosted the yeah, rehearsal I, dinner. I think but she like gave. She was the one that like, gave you her away. You are like obsessed with someone giving no. her away. I don't know if anyone no, gave her Cameron away. Diaz was, I think, not officially the maid of honor, but she was the one who people said was like with her the whole time leading up to it. Yeah. Oh God, that's um, so sweet. And then, I. I mean. Blythe, I like Blythe's dress. It's like a sparkly silver floor length dress. Um, as we all know, Gwyneth shaded her mom last week on the podcast saying yeah. she was not a fashion plate. Mm-hmm. But hey, I disagree. I think she's a fashion plate. I mean, it's mother of the bride, but she yeah. is the mother of the bride. Yeah. And if you could do a lot worse than silver sparkly dress for mother of the bride. I well, think. I mean, and obviously Gwyneth picked her dress. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, there's other people that I like sort of recognize. Like I thought that was Matthew Perry, but I don't think it is. There was someone who I thought was Julia Roberts for a second, but I really don't think that is. So it's people that like look like celebrities. If anyone sees like sees this picture and like can point out some more people, yeah, let us know. If anyone knows anything about the wedding, was at the wedding, oh, is yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. Um, any information about the wedding would be greatly appreciated. We are dying to see what you look like. We're dying to see the whole thing. I want to see these red and white. We've been reading a lot about red and white flowers on the tables with candles in the reception. Yeah. I would like to see that. I mean, I just, I want to see the tables. I want to see. I want to know about the food. Yeah, the food. I, I want to know, know. Is it a sober wedding? Because Brad, isn't Brad sober? And then Robert Downey Jr. obviously like can't have Oh, she's not going to have, yeah, change her wedding plans for Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, well, yeah. But I, I don't think it was a sober wedding. I don't think Gwyneth would have a sober no, wedding. I don't think so either. Um, there's a couple older ladies that maybe they're Blythe's friends, but one of them sort of looked like Christine Baranski, but it's not her. I think, yeah, it's a lot of like celebrity lookalikes there. Okay. Um, Cameron Diaz has a nice sort of, uh, pink pink dress. Yeah. Floral print. It was nice. Nice. That's like actually the perfect dress to wear to Gwyneth Paltrow's wedding, I think. Yeah. And it's still warm. This is actually a good time of year. It wasn't too hot, too cold. Apparently Uh, it was perfect. And we'd expect nothing less than perfection. But yeah, we want more details. It's coming. It's just, they're making us wait for it. So if you are... Either Benji Madden or Robert Downey Jr.'s wife. I yeah. know both of you listen to the podcast. Yeah, Benji, uh, come on. Message Please. us on Instagram and give Please. us details. Um, cool. So I wish we could talk about that for longer, but we don't have any more details. We don't have anything else to say. Um, so let's know. move on to this is <laughs> my fifth wait, fifth day on keto? Monday, Diet. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yes. yes. Okay, how are you feeling? It's so interesting that you would ask me that. Of course. 
because right now in this moment, I actually feel really good. Great. But it has been, I'll have to say, it's been a roller coaster and it's not been easy. Oh, um, no. There's been, there's been highs and there's been lows. Most of the lows have to do with intense hunger and intense fatigue. May I ask a question? Yes. How, why are you getting so hungry? Because can't you just eat as much as you want as long as you stay keto? I think the problem is if I'm out and I don't, like I, I'll pack a lunch and I'll pack an encas. A but snack. Then, yeah. <laughs> but then once I go through the lunch and the encas, and, mm-hmm. and it might be like two or three hours before I go home and I then I can't eat anything. So I think maybe I've just been under packing. Like, do you think that you're not eating enough at your... I mean, according, like I've been, you know, recording, like logging my calories and stuff. So I think, yes, I think I never log calories in real life. And I, I probably eat a lot more than I should. I probably eat like, to be honest, probably like 3,500 to like 4,500 calories a day in my real life. Okay. I think if I'm not, I think just <laughs> looking at how much things are calorie wise. So during this diet, I'm eating, I don't know, like about 2,000 calories, which okay. is like what a normal person should eat. That's like the standard. Yeah. yeah. And um, well, the good news, well, the news is I've lost like eight pounds. That's amazing. Today was the first day I stepped on the scale and was like the same as the day before. Yeah. So I think I'm maybe leveling out, probably lost all that water weight. Well, that's good though. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like, it's fine, except it's sort of the aesthetics of the food that I'm eating, not just the aesthetics, but like just knowing the amount of like cream and cheese and eggs and stuff is sort of like grossing me out on an intellectual level. I understand that. Like having a lunch of, you know, four eggs with heavy cream and like half a block of cheese and like bacon and then, you know, some kale and some mushrooms. But you can't even have too many vegetables because those carbs add up even yeah. for fucking vegetables. Yeah. So like yesterday was the first night because I got home from work and I was too hungry because I had forgotten to eat my NCAS. Okay. Um, so on the drive home, at least I had like some almonds and macadamia nuts to eat. Mm-hmm. And then... I was starving when I got home. So I had like an entire can of tuna. Um, I mixed it with cream cheese and then like vegan A's and celery. I like made like tuna salad, but Uh like also with cream cheese. And then I microwaved it and I put up or I put a bunch of cheddar cheese on top and then I microwaved it into like a keto tuna casserole. And then I had one low carb tortilla left, which I ate, but I think I, even the low carb tortilla has like, six grams of net carbs. I don't Uh think you can really go crazy on those, but I was basically eating a giant tuna casserole pizza. And then I was like, what am I doing with my life? This is disgusting. But I was full after that, at least. Yeah. That would fill you up for sure. (laughs) If that doesn't fill me up, I have a real problem. Well, but you're losing weight. Yeah. Um, I haven't found that like high that people say that they have on keto yet. Are you in ketosis? I don't my, okay. So, personal you you know you pee on, you pee on the t- keto yes. strips uh it's a light it's like a salmon color so i That's think i'm a, a little low, bit a low ketosis um and right now i actually feel um like not i don't have too much brain fog but like yesterday afternoon when i was hungry i was at about probably 50% intellectual capacity really yeah i felt like i had some developmental disability because you were so hungry because well, it, it's not even you feel you just feel i just felt like in a fog because you had no carbohydrate do you yeah. think that the carbs carbs is like what keeps you full between meals i guess and it definitely like you know it spikes your blood sugar so like after you eat carbs you have energy and then yeah. the problem is a couple hours after you eat carbs then you crash so like that's allegedly that's the main reason why i want to do this okay um, i so, like to be honest the real reason i want to do it is just because i enjoy fucking like biohack fucking with my body it's fun for me yes um so yeah i don't know so i'm gonna keep doing it but at this point i cannot promise to do this for the entire month oh really okay uh i'm not gonna stop now and maybe like next week i'll feel great um but it is like extremely disruptive and extremely um tough to to eat like this and to like not be able to go out not be able like have to just constantly think about it yeah all the time and then 
I mean, I almost ate an entire block of cheddar cheese yesterday. Yeah. That's so gross. Are you um, doing, are you, how close are you to getting Will Cole's like whole 30 keto or whatever the hell, his vegan not, keto? Not close. Cause like, I don't even, I mean, I, this is after I like read the book. I like don't know how you would. Oh, you read it? Well, oh no, I didn't read it. No, I, I read didn't, part of it. Did you like put it on hold at the library and you're waiting for it to come? I think it already came. Oh. There was like three or four that came at the same time. And then I, oh. I just sort of like skimmed all of them. Okay. I think that was one of them. Um, I don't know the amount of like nuts and stuff you would have to eat. Like really the only reason I was full last night is because I had that can of tuna. Yeah. And that actually is probably too high in protein, really. It's like not mm-hmm. high in fat enough. But just eating fat. It's like a weird, I mean, you do get full if you eat enough of it, but it's like, it's not a satisfying full if you don't have protein. Um, So I don't know. And yeah, doing like a V, like I I ate ate a couple of Beyond Burgers and those are good. I love those Beyond Burgers. Um, But, and then yeah, just the amount of meat. I'm trying not to eat a ton of red meat. Like I've had a little salami and a little bacon. Other than that, I've mostly just had like chicken and turkey and tuna. And but then I think because I do like dairy so much and it's so easy. That's what I've been going crazy on is like yeah. I've gone through in since Monday, I've gone through an entire block of cheddar cheese, mm-hmm. almost an entire wedge of like brie cheese. Mm-hmm. And then like I've dug into some cream cheese mm-hmm. and um, some feta. And I also bought some Swiss and I haven't tried that yet. But that's like you shouldn't have five like big blocks of cheese. You have five cheeses going in your fridge at once. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I have, I, well, I had, um, pumpkin spice cream cheese that That I got from Trader Joe's and it was really good. I had it this morning on a piece of toast. Mm, Yeah. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not to take away from you. My Mm, diet is just doing lean cuisines and so far it's going great. I've been eating a lean cuisine basically every day. That's cool. (laughs) I love them. Uh, yeah, and you you feel full enough after because they all have like two hundred fifty calories. They're so yeah, I feel re- you feel full. Yeah, I feel great. That's the difference between men and women. Maybe. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Lean cuisine, they're just special. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a lean cuisine. I follow them on Instagram. Really? Yeah. That sounds fun. <laughs> um, you should try one. They're really good. Uh, are there any keto lean cuisines? No. No. Yeah, um, I'm gonna go home today after this and eat this. I bought, I made this big frittata yesterday, and I'm gonna have the second half of it. And that just literally has eggs, cream, cheddar cheese, bacon, kale, and mushrooms. That sounds actually okay. sounds really healthy. Yeah. Ugh. And then who knows what I'm gonna have for dinner? I can't even think that far ahead. You should make like a big, just like omelet. You should make yourself That's what I did. the frittata. For like a day. But you could make like an omelet. Like you could make it like fresh every time. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I guess you don't have to. I guess. It's just also, and I do like to cook and I've like, I do spend, a, I think, more time than the average person cooking every week. Uh-huh. But the amount of preparation, like I guess I could just eat just blocks of cheese and salami and call it a day. Yeah, that sounds really good. But... Uh, just do that, Brian. Uh, that doesn't sound good to you. It, maybe it's just my own bias towards like carbs, but I'm just like, this is just going to clog my system up. If I'm just eating this, garbage. you need like bread with it. I, yeah, just to some, I bought some psyllium husk for the fiber, but I can't even get that done down. It's so disgusting. Um, I've never heard of psyllium husk until you mentioned it's it. It's like a powder that you're supposed to mix into water and it's fiber, but it like does not dissolve. So it just like settles to the bottom and you just have to like swig it. Like you've ever, if anyone's ever eaten like psychedelic mushrooms and knows how like disgusting those are, okay. and you have to like drink it with a lot of water because it's hard to get drink down. it. Well, you know, like if you're eating mushrooms, they're so gross that you have to like mix it, mix with, it with yeah, a ton of water like or peanut juice butter. Or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That's the same. That That's how I get it. Like from, from eating psyllium husk. It's just like disgusting. Yeah. Too um, bad you can't have Nutella because if you mix mushrooms into Nutella, you can't taste them. Uh, I did have in my bulletproof coffee this morning, I did put some peanut butter in, which actually filled me up more than a regular bulletproof coffee, but it had, I it had like 600 calories, in my bulletproof coffee. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, Does, and it keeps you going for the rest of the day. Well, I also had, 
about two ounces of brie cheese spread on. Oh, this is actually fun. I made like a keto ants on a log. Okay. So celery with giant slices of of uh, brie cheese, and then I just like pushed almonds down inside the brie cheese That's and the cute. celery. It was cute. Yeah. Yeah, ants on a log. So that was like, I've been eating like two breakfasts and then a lunch and then a snack and then a dinner. Hmm. I don't know. Guys. Do you are you learning anything that you'll take with you when you yes. on your keto journey? I do think it is the amount of carbohydrates that I was eating. Like it's just not necessary to eat carbs with every meal. So I think hopefully I can take some of what I'm learning. Um, but I just I just I don't know. I like food too much. I like all types of food, and so knowing certain people, I both I've talked to and just like reading about people that do a keto diet indefinitely is crazy to me. Yeah. There are people who like stay on keto. keto. They're like, that's how they live. Unless you have like a debilitating, I don't know, autoimmune disease or something. Or or I think they actually, it's for like, um, epilepsy or something like that. Like for real, like doctors will like prescribe it. Yeah. Um, that's actually where it came from. I think, I think it was like invented by like people treating, um, epilepsy. That's interesting. Well, yeah. oh, and also real quick, I got my uh, blood work back from my doctor. So this is the blood mm. that was taken from me right before I started the keto diet. And my cholesterol went down a little bit. Um, but, and I was eating like pretty healthy. So I think I just have high cholesterol. Like it's, there's nothing I can do about it. Um, yeah. That's what I told my doctor. What did he say? <laughs> I was, well, he was like, he was like, I'm not going to put you on a statin because it's not that high. Um, but he was like, if you were in your 50s and you had this level of cholesterol, I would probably want to put you on a statin. Interesting. So I was like, okay, well, if I'm in my 50s and I have to be on a statin, there's no shame in that. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if anyone, like, is on keto or has any tips or, like, recipes. I mean, there's only so many recipes you can do. I might try to make, like, coconut flour tortillas tonight. I have no idea. I feel like, if I may be so yeah. bold... You keep trying to like recreate bread things. I think just like embrace the fact that you're not having it because those that shit's gonna be disgusting. I think it's more disgusting. Like so, I think it's more disgusting to not to just like roll up some cheese and meat and stuff it in your mouth. Yeah. Well, what about like a salad? But yeah, I uh, I've had some salads. Actually, I had a really good salad the other day. Um, maybe I'll do that of a salad. But you can't even have that much of the vegetables and stuff right but i think a normal size salad would be a great thing to have the problem is i get so hungry i would have to have a salad so big that we would go over my amount of carbs okay <laughs> but maybe i'll put like just like a, i might make meatballs or something turkey meatballs stuffed with cream cheese and you then should put make, them on a salad you should make the gwyneth oh my god my favorite diet meal is um the gwyneth Moroccan turkey meatballs. They are so good. They are really good. I made those before, but yeah. it has the tomato sauce. Oh, right. And like, yeah, I don't know. It could be borderline. And since since I'm not in ketosis yet, I still want to stay like pretty strict. Like I don't even want to have any more of those low-carb tortillas. I see. Um, and I ha- I've been having these like Costco protein bars too. Mm-hmm. And those have like five or six net carbs. I think oh. I have to, I might be able to have like one of them a day, but like I can't really go crazy on those either yeah yeah so guys wow that was i was talking for a long time i really deeply apologize for that but don't apologize we're all here for you yes. brian and thank and you we're all excited to hear about the keto journey i think some of you listeners might be trying it too if anyone's doing keto let us know and let us know how it's going let us know yeah because i i've been sort of mentioning it to you know if i'm talking to someone in my life if i see someone and i i just see their eyes glaze over when I'm like, oh, I'm actually doing a keto diet. Like, so I'm very thankful that the people listening to this podcast are at least slightly interested in this stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, I just got an email from Goop oh, on my phone right now. Breaking news. Breaking news. It says, oh. welcome to Goop. Yeah, no, it says, you've been gooped. I got one too. Big thanks for joining us at the Goop CB2 event. Here's a little note from our hashtag boss lady, which means Gwyneth Paltrow. That's not what mine says. It just says, welcome one? to Goop. And then I opened it and it says, you have goop taste. And it's a picture of Gwyneth Paltrow sitting on a sofa wearing a salmon color sweater and a pair of jeans. Is that what you have? Yep. Okay. 
It must be just a different email headline. When I first started Goop, it was a lo-fi weekly newsletter of travel recs, healthy recipes, and Q&As with doctors and experts I was fortunate enough to encounter in my daily life. We've grown up a lot since then, but stayed true to our persistent curiosity and unyielding desire to find the best restaurants, healers, and experiences. Now that you're officially in the Goop family, what happened? I think because we were, like, they didn't realize that we already were on the the newsletter list. a twice-weekly dose of wellness, beauty, travel, and style delivered straight to your inbox. They just signed us up for Goop again because we did that CB2 thing. Are we going to get two? (laughs) Maybe. Who knows? Remember when we were getting different newsletters? Oh, yeah. Maybe we'll get like two different newsletters. Wow. Well, okay. So good news, guys. We just got signed up for the Goop newsletter again (laughs) by Goop, which I have to say I appreciate. I thought that she was going to be like, now that I'm a married woman, I'm going to retire. Or like now I'm going to call this like Gwyneth like Falchick's newsletter or something. Foop. Foop. (laughs) (laughs) It's Um, like IHOP changing to IHOP. She's changing. Oh, yeah. She's changing to (laughs) Or no, it would be goof. It would be goof. Yeah. Yeah. That would be her like publicity stunt. Oh, God. I could imagine her doing that. Well, I, she didn't. No. Um, right. Okay. Um, okay. So before we start the newsletters, one more bit of news from us. Yeah. Um, this is very exciting. We started a Patreon. Yay. Um, And some people had been asking us to start one, and we did it. Um. We have come up with some super fun, um, I don't know what it's called, like rewards or like extra bonus content or something for people who do Patreon. So the, I, first of all, if that wasn't enough keto talk for you, we did a haul video, like a YouTube style haul video of like our diet foods that we're buying and everybody gets that. Um, and it's like an hour long. Did I say that? It's like, it's really long, but, um, we think it's fun and silly and, um, I don't know, something you might enjoy. And we just have one level. So if you guys don't know, Patreon is just basically a a place for people who have, I don't know, podcasts or newsletters or whatever and ask like ask nicely for donations yeah. to help, you know, cover the cost of the podcast and maybe make a little extra money. Um, so we just have one level. Um, it's $5 a month. And, uh, and so immediately when you sign up for our Patreon at $5 a month or more, you could do more. Um, you get the haul video and then we also have some like monthly extra bonus content that we'll give you. Yeah. So like, you know, sometimes we'll go to like a goop pop up or we go to like the CB2 event. We'll go to the goop store. We'll do different things. So we're going to do extra bonus content about those kinds of things. Also when we try recipes, beauty treatments, whatever. And then the thing I'm most excited about is that we are starting for our Patreons our own newsletter. So we are going to put in our Goop style recommendations for health, beauty, wellness, um, food, and culture. Yeah. Uh, I was already thinking about like, oh, what songs do I want to put in? What books do I want to put in? Yeah, I'm like the most excited. But my the thing is that like so much of my personality is just from Goop. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have anything on there that I didn't learn from Goop. But so that is possible, but, but we'll hope to have some other things. Too. Yeah, we'll have some stuff that we probably learn from Goop, but then we'll definitely have like, like Goop doesn't really cover movies. Like I'm a big movie person. Yeah, we see movies. So, um, we'll say like A Star is Born. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, have you heard of it? Uh, um, and then, yeah. And then albums and books. And if we go to like a cool restaurant, maybe I'll do some keto recipes. Yeah. I mean, like. We have a lot of stuff that we have um, coming and we're really excited to share it. And yeah, our first, so we're going to do these newsletters monthly for our Patreons and our first one uh, will come out by the end of next week. Yeah. Yeah. We're so, super excited. Um, so sign up um, on Patreon and get the video. You'll get the newsletter and then you'll get extra uh, bonus videos every month. Yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you. Uh, all right. Now that that business is out of the way, let's get to the Goop newsletters. Okay. Um, Aggie, what was your best? My best was the Goop 15, which is uh, not something I, it's another thing I don't fully understand like what it is. It's like, it's like a this and that, but for Goop staffers and they're, it's just like the things that the Goop staffers are into that month or something. It is basically what the Goop newsletter was at the very beginning. Yeah. um, Which is just like short recommendations of random things. But it's like made but it's not Gwyneth. It's like the staffers. No, yeah. And then I don't know. And yeah, Gwyneth doesn't, I don't really know what Gwyneth is into right now. She allegedly 
does this and that, but she doesn't. And then she sometimes like she had one this month that was her like October fashion picks, but I think it was sure. just like stuff that the Goop label. It's makes. just stuff they're it's, selling, yeah. yeah. Um, um, and this this Goop fifteen was sponsored by Lacroix randomly. Yeah, so of course number one is was Lacroix. Lacroix. Yeah, that was really funny. It was like this our favorite sparkling water, and I was like, oh, what's this weird water going to be? And then it was just Lacroix, and I was like, okay, but it was it was a flavor that I don't encounter often. It was, like, was a, like strawberry a kiwi or something. Kiwi. I mean, yeah. it wasn't anything special. No. Um, it was LaCroix. But I love LaCroix. Um, and, but I had, I don't remember who recommended this, but there is one of the, one of the items that was recommended was called Sunday Scaries. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, sorry, hang on one second. Okay. It was, it was called Sunday Scaries. And um, it recommended this book. I guess NPR came up with um, a list of like the 100 best horror novels or something for October. And I love horror novels. I love scary movies. I love all that shit so much. So I was super excited. And the one of the books that they recommended was called Her Body and Other Parties by a writer named Cameron Maria Mikado. This is her first book. It's a collection of short stories. Um, She's a great writer. She went to the Iowa Writers Workshop and she's been published in The New Yorker and she's had fiction in like all of the like fancy literary magazines and stuff. And it's just these really cool short stories that are told from like a super. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's like a feminist point of view, but it's from like a woman's point of view. And it's and it's got like um it's it's just I mean I guess it is from a feminist point of view definitely a strong feminist point of view but um it's um it's like the first one is a retelling of that story the the green ribbon um in a way that like I think all women will understand and like really respond to she has this one story in there that's this like insanely funny and scary and surreal like list of every um Law and Order SVU but it's like she made up like all of the episodes and they're like really like I mean they're just like they're like it's like Twin Peaks like it's um it's and it's really long because she goes through I kept thinking like okay this is gonna be over soon but she goes through like seven or eight seasons of like what would happen on her like made up Law and Order SVU and it's great um there's this one that's like a woman just listing all the people that she has like slept with as the world is and like in like a zombie not a zombie like a like an apocalypse like Mm -hmm. a viral apocalypse it's just it's very good and it's really fun and if you like scary books and if you're in the hollywood or not hollywood halloween spirit (laughs) um it's also it's scary and creepy and eerie but i don't know if it would be like it also gives you something to think about and it's like really well written and it's like, they're also really good. So I really recommend that book. That's great. We're, yeah, yeah we're living in the age of, uh, literary thrillers. We uh, are. Yeah. We Especially are. by female authors. Yeah. This is definitely more like science fiction-y I'd say than mm. like a gone girl sure. type thing. But yeah. Cool. Her Body and Other Parties by Carmen Maria Machado. Yeah. Recommend. What was yours? Um, so my favorite, my best article was the how to understand exercise addiction okay um it was interesting i don't know so it's this researcher heather hausenbloss and she and it was also it was a speculative yet promising one which seemed weird because it i don't know to me it seemed like not that crazy like pretty scientifically sound but i guess maybe it's just like her opinions well what what was so um so she's basically saying that uh she works on a model to understand exercise addiction, which is not recognized. Oh, maybe that's why it's speculative, but promising. It's not recognized in the current diagnostic and statistical manual of mental disorders, which like other types of addiction are. Um, she says exercise addiction is not common, but it's critical to find out what's at the root of the behavior so we can better help people struggling with it. And then she has seven criteria, um, like tolerance, meaning, you know, you're exercising more and more and you need more and more to feel results. Okay. Withdrawal, meaning if you don't exercise, you're, you, f- you feel like shit and you get anxiety, depression, and a negative mood. But isn't that everybody? Yeah, I feel like those are, yeah, pretty, I don't know, pretty common. I feel that 
sometimes and I don't I definitely am not an exercise addict yeah. um, the intention effects uh, when an individual exercises more than they intended to a loss of control uh, that you're maintaining it um, despite a desire to cut down uh, too much time so uh, even if you're on vacation um, when you're prioritizing your time to exercise uh, and not like being social or hanging out with people Mm -hmm. Um, conflict uh, like yeah when you're you're exercising I guess that's the same thing (laughs) Um, and then continuance when exercise is maintained despite an injury that's and she says that's like the most yeah like severe so I guess I I do know people that have oh and she also says like this is it's like an addictive personality if you have given up alcohol or drugs or gambling or any other sort of addictive behavior a lot of people will start being exercise yeah that's definitely and I don't know I feel like it might not be the best thing in the world, but if you like people that do have addictive personalities need to channel, like channel it some way. Yeah. And I mean, as far as addictions go, like this one's not the worst. So I don't, I don't know how someone, I mean, maybe it's just like intense therapy would actually like get rid of the, the compulsive impulses that they have to, to, to be an addict. Uh, I don't know. I mean, addiction is just so complicated and it's like so misunderstood and very hard to treat. But yeah, it seems like those um, patterns don't really go away. They just sort of like find another home in your body. But the problem with it is like not it's not only the the harm you do yourself with the behavior, but it's just that like you're using the behavior instead of dealing with things in your life is like so that's obviously a problem. And you could definitely end up like hurting people in your life if you have any addiction to anything because it just, um, because you prioritize it over your relationships and that's just like a way of being selfish, even though it might not feel like that to the addict. So it's definitely, I think like any addiction is something that's worth, you know, examining. Yeah. But like, I mean, I guess I don't know that much about addiction, uh, is there any way to really like get rid of those addictive impulses in a person? I don't think so because yeah. I mean, I don't really know, but the like um the only like treatment that they have are 12 step programs. Yeah. There's nothing really else for an addict. So, I I don't know, it just has I don't know why no people have kind of like stopped with that. Like they were like we have 12 step and that's kind of it. I think there have been discussions about like pills that can help with um like alcoholism and stuff yeah, like yeah. medication for that. But I don't know if there's, I, I, I don't really know like what causes that personality or like that behavior. Yeah. And I think it's just like, I don't know. It's really challenging. Um, Cause yeah, 12 step programs, obviously they, they work for a lot of people, but like the, I know the like relapse rates are so high. Well, there's no real data on it because they're, it's anonymous. Like oh. they don't really have like, um, like nobody really knows how successful like AA or NA are because there's no records. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, it was, uh, it was an interesting perspective. Um, and yeah, I guess it, a bit, I guess it's just like another thing to worry about. Like, fuck, am I getting addicted to exercise? Which I can safely say I'm not. Congratulations. Um, thank you. Yeah, that's one that I've beaten. <laughs> yeah. I am not addicted to exercise. Uh, all right. What was your worst? All right. I really don't want to say it, and I feel bad about it, but oh, no. I mean, my worst was the podcast. It was very rough. It, was, it was like um, <sighs> fucked up. So this week, the podcast was Elise Lunin interviewing Dr. Maya Sheetreeb. And Dr. Shitri, I think that was how there's a T in it, but I think the way Gwyneth was pronouncing it, there was, I don't think I heard the T maybe, maybe there's, maybe you pronounce the T, maybe you don't. I'm hmm. so sorry if I'm mispronouncing your name. Um, all right. The podcast is called is science a way to describe magic. And she's a real medical doctor. She's written a book um, called like the dirt cure or something about 
something. I guess about how like your kids need like organic food. They didn't even really explain what her book was about, but I assume, yeah, it's about like how yeah get your kids dirty to like get their immune systems up. I mean, she was talking a lot about like, you know, kids aren't all supposed to like be in a classroom all day. And so like, you don't have to worry about it if they're not doing well, because maybe they're just not responding well to school, but they eat too much processed food. So take them to the farmer's market. I don't know. It just felt, um, it just felt very like uh, creepy to me. It felt very entitled because the idea that people who are like people in the world are like struggling to feed their children. There are a lot of children in America who don't eat unless they're eating their school lunches that are provided to them like we that you are gonna be like oh well like maybe you and your kids should just like go to the farmer's market and you should have this and you should have that it's like children need to be taught social accountability look at what is going on in the world people need to be kids need to be taught responsibility we can't just be like oh like how are we gonna continue to coddle our rich white children which I feel like is what this conversation was about And on top of that, it didn't make any sense because they were both she was like they were both rambling. I felt I didn't think that they ever came to like a real conclusive point about anything. No, you never knew exactly what the book was about. She kept talking about um, how uh, like, you know, science doesn't explain everything. We don't know all the answers, which is true. But then she was yeah talking about how astrology used to be like a major part of um the government and yeah and, uh magic and witchcraft and, and how witchcraft was really important until the spanish inquisition and then like kind of implying that during the spanish inquisition because she takes this hard line between like science and like magic or something and she's on the side of magic um but she even though she's a doctor but she said you know before the spanish inquisition you know the witches like ran everything which is like not true the spanish inquisition and and the spanish inquisition wasn't like scientists coming and killing like mystical people it was like catholics killing jews and muslims and they were not pro science i mean it was like in the middle ages like they were like very anti-science and like very anti like um enlightenment yeah and it i was just before the enlightenment it's yeah. such an anti-intellectual stance to have to say like well i don't need to trust science science is stupid you don't know everything you can't say you know everything i can trust the stupid thing and i'm gonna use that as an excuse to tell my kids to like excuse my kids bad behavior Basically, which I I mean, I don't know. Maybe they're talking about like kids with autoimmune diseases. I don't really know what kind of illness they're talking about these children having. Um, I think it seemed like it was kind of about behavior. Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm misunderstanding. Um, And it was also about this like thing about wellness where they're having this conversation. Elise is like, so what kind of wellness journey are we are we on and where are we gonna stop like what's the perfect wellness and she's saying oh there's no such thing as optimal wellness you have to figure out how close you want to get and how far and it's like to what what are you talking about like wellness is just like medicine treats you when you're sick and then if you have a disease it treats the disease like that is good why do people act like that's not good yeah well i think she's i mean it's that you know philosophy of uh, preventative medicine and, you know, using your food to be your medicine so you don't get sick. Um, I just, yeah, I just don't think she was explaining it very well. And like you said, there was no point. They were both rambling. Um, Elise Lunin seemed off her game. Like her question. Elise Lunin was a little off her game. I think she, I think she was even confused as to what this lady's thesis She seemed is. confused. And she also, I mean, they were talking, Elise had this one question. She's like, so I just want to go back to your point about body hacking and rising of the feminine. Well, the feminine energy and the masculine energy and the masculine and the feminine are yeah. both rising. Of course, both are happening. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, okay. Like it, and she's like, so how has you, have you changed your process? Like, I guess, to adapt to like the rising of feminine energy. I don't know. And I also sort of find it offensive that anything that is that this stuff would be considered feminine because it's not proven (laughs) and it's like not entire like the idea behind medicine 
and science, again, it is not anti-intellectual. It is not anti-free thought. It is just they don't present things as facts unless they have been unless they are proven theories. That's it. That's the that's the criteria. It's not too high a bar when you're talking about your body. It's really not. You can challenge it, but you have to be able to prove it because it's reality. It's based in reality. And it bothers me that things that are based in reality are like masculine and things that are based in like pretending that the Spanish Inquisition was like designed to stop like witches from taking over the world is feminine. Yeah. Anyway. No. But I don't I mean think, to offend anybody. No. Uh, I think we'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> Why? What do you mean? <laughs> no, I have nothing to add. I think you were perfectly articulate. Okay. Yeah. Uh, my worst was, oh God, it was called How a Fashion Editor Keeps Things Timeless. Okay. And I think this might have been early in my goop journey this morning before the coffee hit me. Okay. So I just was getting furious at this lady um her name is jenny walton she's an illustrator and the fashion director at the sartorialist I've uh never heard of it. oh god i i'd heard it. it's like a i don't even know it's like a fashion blog or something yeah. but um everything about her just annoyed me uh she lives they she won't even say what fucking neighborhood she lives in in new york she's like i live at the intersection of nolita soho little italy and chinatown which i guess i mean it's true, like, those boundaries aren't. But I was like, just pick a fucking neighborhood. Just pick one. Yeah. Um, and she loves exploring her ever-changing neighborhood. And I'm like, yeah, it's ever-changing because no one can fucking afford to live there. Yeah. They're kicking everyone out who's lived there for years. And people like you are moving in with your stupid dog, Charlie, and your stupid <laughs> oh, blonde hair. Oh, don't call Charlie stupid. Oh, well, yeah, it's not Charlie's fault. Um, so that just got me angry. And then, ugh, and then the second thing she said was, the more my fiance, Scott, and I travel together, the more I've learned that there are certain rules that just apply everywhere. For one, politeness is key. And this is just that fucking entitled white American travel like mode where, I don't know, you just feel like you're superior to everyone else and you feel like you're a good person because the least you can do is like be polite to them. Like, fuck that. Yeah. Like, what the f- like, I'm so sick of this. We don't need politeness anymore. Yeah, no, fuck politeness. Like, just don't even go anywhere. Just like live in your own stupid neighborhood because no one wants you there. <laughs> um, and then and then she has an Instagram. I guess everyone has an Instagram account. But I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to look at it. And then her inane comments and her stupid style icons, some choice Instagram comments that they, um, note on this article are. Uh, Jackie O much and an Italian Audrey and I'm sorry if your two like biggest fucking basic fashion icons are Jackie O and Audrey Hepburn like get some other like where did you get like have you been in like Barnes and Noble (laughs) I feel like were you like Like, looking at posters I don't understand it's like you're looking at your you're a 14 year old girl looking at posters yeah this is you're stuck in this mode like you really run a fashion blog and you don't have any more interesting influences than Jackie O and Audrey Hepburn. And then the third thing, and again, like I love old Hollywood. So I think this one just bugged me. She was like, my dream dinner party would include Barbara Stanwyck, Joan Crawford and Catherine Hepburn. And I'm like, if you knew anything about these three women, you would not want to have dinner. No, like you would be having dinner with a sociopath, a narcissist and a Republican. Yeah. Well, she probably has dinner with those three every night. That's true. I'm like, you just know those names and you know, like maybe one look. Yeah. Like, Sorry, like they were not they were not women that you would want to have dinner with, and and, like I love them as like actresses, and I love their movies, but give me a break. Yeah. So I everything about her, I was just like, you're dumb. How infuriating! And I do want to offend her. Oh wow! Wait, I have something to add to my thing about how I was mad. Okay, wait. So then another thing that doubled down on my fury about this that I forgot to mention was that then in the Goop fifteen. One of their favorite things was the Fairmont Myanmar Hotel and Bungalows, which is a very expensive hotel in Santa Monica, recommended by none other than Elise Lunin, who says that she likes to go. My new practice is that when her parents come, she gives up her house and they move in to the hotel with an awesome pool for the kiddos. And it's close to the ocean, the beach, and it even has babysitting services. So you can have a glass of wine at Fig. Um, the boys love running around in the lobby 
which is lined with little shops and nooks for them to tuck into. Hashtag kid heaven recommended by Elise Lonin um, starts at $500 a night. Yeah. So they spend $500 a night so they don't have to deal with their parents. Yeah. And I've worked, I've worked in that hotel as a nanny before. Yeah. It looks not by the hotel. It was amazing. It was really nice. Lots of like, and that was exactly what you saw. Extremely rich families taking their kids somewhere to like deal with them. And I just, I don't know. It's just like another thing that like on the same week that you're having this interview about like, oh, you should take your kids to the farmer's market. What's wrong with you? Just take, just have a herb garden and and whatever. So they, so they won't be bad in school. And if they are bad in school, then don't worry about it because they're fine. Just like they weren't meant to be in a classroom. Like instead, like all these people should be talking about when they're talking about their children is how to like, teach them not to be grow up to be like racist and sexist like that's all these people should be doing Elise Lunin when they're talking about their children that's all I'm interested in her saying this thing about like they're fine I don't care how they act in school and then I'm gonna take them for $500 a night it's just like the out the the level of being out of touch is like it's astounding it's so crazy that like I'm sure Elise Lunin lives in a beautiful wonderful house that has enough room and it's like at least I don't know. Let you like set your parents. If your parents like treat your parents to living at this hotel, like why? It just it was it was weird that the parents come from Montana and then you take your kids to the hotel and the parents just stay in your house. I mean, I don't care about that. Like, I mean, whatever you want to do. If you'd rather be in the hotel because like your kids would prefer it. I just think it's like what an extreme and excessive privilege to spend five hundred dollars a night in a hotel for no reason. Yeah. I mean, just for fun. Yep. Must be nice. It must be nice. Um, what was? Oh, you had your saddest. Yeah, which that was, was my saddest. Not getting info. Oh God, now I'm all fired up. Yeah. Anyway, Ugh. but I am sad that I didn't get to see any pictures of Gwyneth Paltrow's wedding dress. We'll get them. No, I don't know that we will get them eventually because I couldn't even find pictures of her in her wedding dress with Chris Martin. The only like Gwyneth. Paltrow- well, she didn't have. She they eloped. Oh. All right. Um, but I think we'll get them. I just don't know when. I hope so. Yeah. Um. Oh, so my craziest was called six of the most common endocrine disruptors um, and how to avoid them. And it was by, we've seen this lady before. She is some alternative health watch group and they, she has like a monthly column in Goop and she always like just gets so paranoid about every like additive to every plastic thing. And hey, there are certain things that are like really truly fucked up like uh, like lead in the water in Flint, Michigan. Um, but I don't think most of our children are actually in danger because of these things. Um, of course, BPA is one. Yeah, most things are BPA free, I guess. I don't know. I don't the know. The second one is called phthalates. What? And one insane thing that they talked about, uh, there was a sentence that said, a 2014 Swedish study suggests that phthalate exposure shortened the anogenital distance and then they define it the distance between the anus and the base of the penis which some studies have correlated to genital development and testicular function in swedish boys so there's some doctor in sweden who's going around measuring the distance of every boy's anus to penis and i say arrest him what what is he trying i don't understand what is the point of it so this additive who which is which is in fragrance plastic toys and plastic wrap apparently shortens the distance between the anus and the base of the penis in Swedish boys. Wait, and I'm just trying to imagine what that even means. It shortens the distance, like the taint? Yeah, I'm picturing a creepy guy with a ruler. I mean, what? Who cares? Was that bad? Apparently, because it. Uh, some studies have correlated to genital development and testicular function. Cor- yeah, I guess. So they think that they're... Uh, it says the shorter the distance, the greater the risk of problems. Because maybe like you get poop on your dick. I have no idea. <laughs> Testicular function, and are they are they saying like your dick's gonna be small? They're I don't know. They're saying the shorter the distance between the anus and the penis, the greater the risk of problems, including low sperm count and undescended testicles. Mm. Who knows? Um, but there's some doctor in Sweden that is a full blown pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. Oh my God. And we're going to have to take go this to Sweden, one down. Yeah. We're going to be like the Leah Remini of Swedish pediatricians. I know. Well, luckily we don't know who he is and no. he doesn't know who we are. Um, and then there's like other ones like PFAS chemicals. 
atrazine and these are all in just they're like oh you, like they're in water they're in plastic they're in this they're in that and at some point you just have to be like you know what i'm gonna live as long as i live my children's penises will be a certain distance from their anus and there's <laughs> only so much we can do about it yeah it's like just you gotta let it go yeah so, yeah oh man yep so oh sorry. my yes. god yeah you have to just like fucking like yeah don't it. don't like chew up plastic or like yeah eat saran wrap or like swim in lake huron or whatever or i don't know whatever lake i don't know i mean just, can you just use glass i mean isn't yeah, just use like glass, instead of plastic get a brita chill 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 that's my new slogan use glass get a brita chill that's good yeah, yeah we should put that on t-shirts <laughs> uh all right what would you try okay i would try from i believe the monday newsletter pastels year round there was Ooh. a fun little article about um pastels <laughs> that you can wear all year long like basically saying to wear pastels in the fall and i just thought i mean there were some really like fun cheerful and pretty looks in there and i have a few pastel sweaters that i do intend to wear as the weather gets cooler that sounds great yeah i saw, i remember reading that i usually don't pay too close of attention to the the fashion articles but mm. Um, those clothes look comfy and the model was very pretty. Well, models are pretty. Models are pretty. So, God, the thing I would try, I don't even know if I want to try it, but I thought maybe this would be a good plan for our first little outing video that we do. Okay. Is, um, this new, like, general store that opened in Silver Lake called the goods mart you know what i think i've driven by it i've driven by it too because it looks stupid from the yeah outside. it's like in a mini mall isn't it yeah it's like right in sunset, sunset junction i think it's right next to like uh the black cat right or am i thinking of something else i think i think it's like in the thing where the um garage pizza is oh down there okay i think guys that's very local sorry guys. sorry silver lake local thing but yeah. so this woman rachel krupa i'm sure she's a very nice lady honestly probably like no people who know her oh my god so Brian. i don't want to say too many things bad about her and i'm sure she's she has a you know she opened a business i didn't open a business so good for her but this is a she's opening basically just like a bodega for rich people okay in silver lake where that she, sounds good yeah i know it does sound good um it's a corner bodega for a new era where price oh it says prices are low a cup a cup of la colombe coffee is a steal at a dollar 25 that's a good that's price. not bad yeah and the quality is high shelves are devoid of artificial colors flavors and sweeteners pesticides and hormones even the slushies as oh, so they make like fancy slushies in partnership with brooklyn's Kel oh i've had kelvin slush company that's good all right are made from made with organic ingredients and served in paper, not plastic cups. Even, okay, this is the thing that bugged me as someone who works for tips. Even mm -hmm. the tip jar is thoughtfully considered as all donations go to local charities. That's great. But, but how about you donate your earnings? Your, yeah, we not, donate the tips? Not the employees' earnings who are probably making minimum wage and need their fucking tips. So that was like, ooh, if someone was like, oh, your tips are going to charity i'd be like because what can you say you can't be like no yes you can you're we, not earning as much yeah. as these people you're yeah. i mean and oh god that is so insane so maybe it's like a fake tip jar and there's like another tip jar for the actual I doesn't they didn't say know. the fake tip jar <laughs> yeah. for charity they said the tip jar yeah. um and then any any food that's approaching its sell by date is donated so it's not even so yeah the wow so I mean, unless it's like she's the only employee, maybe like unless oh, it's only the owners work there, sister. then it'd be okay. That'll make me feel better. And then I guess uh, the yeah, the food that's approaching its sell by date is donated to um, homeless people on Skid Row. That's nice. That is nice. Yeah, but I don't know if this is gonna be. I mean, I don't know if this is gonna work out because like sometimes. Well, also that actually that neighborhood doesn't have like a big grocery store, so I could see people that live there just like needing to like go to the corner store for some stuff. But I want to see. I want to see this place and how actually like inexpensive it is. Yeah, we have to I, see. I don't buy it. I don't necessarily buy that it's like cheap. Yeah. Um, and it looks like they had a picture, and it was you know that very just like L.A. aesthetic of like the blonde wood and like the minimalist, and they had like one table in the middle with just a bowl of fruit in it, and then uh, everything else was on the shelves. So we'll see. We're going to go there. Yeah, we're going to go. And we'll, we won't judge it until we actually go. But we're excited to go. We are. I mean, I'm excited to go anywhere. Sure. Yeah. I love to leave the house. Yeah. I've got to get out. <laughs> you love to get out. Um, 
What would you buy? I would buy. Well, I there's a couple of things actually. First of all, from the pastel story I just talked about, there's this um, Tibby pullover, and it's just like a like a pretty like pale pink, probably like cashmere or something like pullover sweater that I was like, that is so nice. I would really like yeah. to have that. And it was like three hundred something dollars. Mm. I mean, it was which is like I'm not spending that on a sweater, but it wasn't like five thousand dollars or I'm whatever sure there's, you could get one at h&m that's like the same i mean i think i have one from h&m yeah. i just want that one that's like made of something nicer um and then i also think i would buy a hair mask i'm getting my hair colored on monday and i feel like my hair like sucks and is always like dry and limp and then it's like frizzy and then it's like something else it's just like i've always been like so stressed about my hair but maybe i just need to do like a hydrating hair mask I read this article. I still is a hair mask. It's just like shampoo. Is it? Liquid? No, you like leave it on like overnight, and then oh. like you, you wash it out. Oh, okay, I get it. And do yeah. you do you have to put like a a shower cap on so you don't get it on your pillow? I don't think so. I think you just kind of have like. I mean, I don't think it's like that much. I think it's okay. just sort of like in your hair. I think like your hair would look like greasy, but I don't yeah. think it would like be like streaking on stuff. I don't know. I'd never heard of this term before, so. Of a hair mask? A hair mask, no. Oh, yeah. And then also one in... So the one that I would buy is like this hydrating one that's like $30. And it's called um, the Inner Sense Hydrating Hair Mask. But then also that Uma hair oil is on here that I guess like one of these like people uses for like for a hair mask. That's like the really expensive. It's like $70. Um, And it's for like... I, I don't know. It's like an all-in-one healing blend of hibiscus, yerba de tango, Indian gooseberry. How do you say this? Jojoba? Jojoba, yeah. Moringa. Wow, I really regret reading this list. And (laughs) grapeseed oil, and it's infused with lemon and grapefruit extract to cleanse the scalp. I mean, that Uma hair oil, that's been on the newsletter since we've started. Yeah, it's been on the newsletter for a really long time, but I've never been interested in it until it was pitched to me this way. Sure. I mean, that's why they keep reusing because yeah, there's they, everybody's got a selling point. Because they, they keep have to mixing find it. and matching the yeah. different things. Yeah. And so like, yeah, this 12th time you see that dry brush, you're like, oh, maybe. I oh, I think trip. about buying a dry brush at least once a week. I still have not done it, but <laughs> I think about like it. That's the cheapest thing on Goop. It's like 15 bucks. Yeah. I think you're right. Once you were like, isn't that just like the thing they have at CVS? And yeah. I was like, no, Brian, but I think it is. Yeah, it's just a brush. Yeah, I think that's. Yeah. I think if you just went and got like some shit from Target, it would be the same thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, that's literally everything at Goop. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, speaking of the thing, I would buy is called the Natural Linens Boutique Produce Bag Set. Oh, and nice. It's Thirty-eight dollars, and I'm not actually going to buy it because again, I could probably go to Target and like or Amazon and get cheaper ones. But it's it's a, a cotton produce bag. That so you don't have to use those plastic produce bags at grocery stores and farmers markets. Mm-hmm. And like I'm pretty good about, you know, taking my canvas shopping bags to the grocery store, but I still use those like plastic um produce bags if I'm getting a yeah. bunch of one thing. And so I feel like this would be a good next step in my environmental activism. Yeah. Well, aren't most of those biodegradable now? They say that yeah. I put them in the recycling. Yeah. But who knows who what knows? happens? Yeah. 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 Everything is, they say everything's biodegradable and yet these landfills are still filling up. You're right. So I have no idea, but mm-hmm. I think this would be a good one. So, cause you could just like use it over and over again. Um, cause at least with like paper bags, if I like forget my canvas bags and I get a paper bag, at least like my cats will enjoy it afterwards. Sure. But this one I just have to throw away. Yeah. So um 38 seems like a lot so i'm gonna go on amazon and i bet you i can get a set for like half that price oh at least yeah 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 um cool so yeah this was a a feisty episode we got i know we got pissed we haven't gotten angry at goop for a while i know i feel kind of bad about how angry (laughs) i got who cares you're right like seriously (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's so much going on in this world that if we're a little mad at goop I think it's they just, can deal with it. It's been a rough week. It's, yeah. And every we need all hands on deck right now. Yes. A oh, rough boy. couple of weeks, I guess. Um, yeah. All right, guys. So uh, thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash goop yourself. Um, yeah, if you 
as I said, as we said, if you donate five dollars a month, you get lots of presents. Yeah, so we it. have cool stuff for you. And we really um we appreciate you whether you become a patron yeah. or not. Thank you for listening. Please, because if you don't, we do not hold against you. There's so many podcasts I listen oh, to there's that I'm so not a patron of. Yeah, so. but thank you so much for listening and please um review five star oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um on and, iTunes. Um, and, and yeah, um and we'll be back next week. Oh, next week we are going to talk about the new goop magazine yeah we've because been i finally received it in the mail because brian finally got yeah. it yeah um i i don't have it yet but i'm just <laughs> gonna get it from the store okay all right uh talk to you guys soon Bye. Bye. if you're looking for plump lips that last you need to know about juvederm lip fillers with Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.